Hey, it's Kaylin Priest, and you are listening to the Wholehearted Business Podcast. Guys, I'm so excited for today. I'm going to basically like open the floor again. So if you want to come on and talk to me, turn on your camera and raise your hand. Okay. Let's have Callie go first. Hey, Callie. How are you? Get it over with. Good. How are you? <laughs> so good to see you. Good to see you too. Okay. Here's my deal. So we are building our shop and it's like maybe 70% done. And I have been working in my basement for what, like 15 years in the dark. I designed my new space. I have all these windows and I'm already, I'm already going to cry. Um, like so close to, to having room and space to create. And I, over the summer with working with you this spring, like I figured out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to say about things and raising my prices and paying myself and finally having a belief in myself and my products. And it's like, my sales have gone down so much and I have so much more pressure now because I have to help pay for the space and my husband had to get a new car. And now I like, I've never had to make money before and now I do and it's like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things and I'm getting nowhere and I'm really frustrated. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to do with that? <laughs> First of all, here's the thing. This is a pattern that every single one of you, I'm going to try to help walk you through, whether on this call or after this call. The first thing you need to do is to honor those emotions. Don't gaslight yourself. Don't start telling yourself, I should be more grateful because I have this beautiful space coming. Those emotions that are coming up for you, I'll speak for myself, actually. (laughs) When I used to have, before I learned about coaching, before I learned about managing my mind, when I had hard emotions come up and this pressure and this stress and this worry and this fear come up that you're describing, it, it was like, but I should be so grateful. I should just be happy, kind of like gaslight myself with my own toxic positivity. So the first thing is that I want you to really give yourself space and time to honor those emotions and see yourself in those emotions and witness yourself in those emotions and just be like, hey, Kelly, it sounds kind of funny to talk to yourself in third person. Like, I got you. I got you. We've got this. We're going to figure this out. I think it's really important. Sometimes with coaches, it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're feeling this hard thing. Let's figure out the mindset we need to shift to get you out of it. But there needs to be a little bit of space or time to let the actual emotions move through your body. And so I think that's a good actually overview for this call for each of you is that there might be a season where you need to let yourself feel the emotions. I don't know if it's today. I don't know if it's for the next hour. I don't know if it's for the next three days, the next week, the next month. But it's really, really important to let yourself do that, to let yourself feel the feelings. And it's not comfortable. But what's really important about letting yourself practice that is it's going to recalibrate your nervous system. Because right now your nervous system is kind of in fight or flight mode. Yeah. 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 That's how I usually feel when things like this happen. And so it's like I have all this pressure on myself. I have these huge expectations. And that makes it really hard for me to have fun in my business and to think creatively and to come up with and to see solutions to problems. So that's the first thing that I wanted to say. Okay. So let's, let's break this down. I'm going to make this a a formula right now. First, feel the feelings Two, take the lessons, whatever they are. There's always something to be learned, even in those super uncomfortable 
seasons. Are there any lessons you can take? And then three, turn back to faith. I love coaching the women who I coach because I use my mess. I use God in my messaging so much that it's just like, let's talk about God in this conversation. Is that okay with all of us? Hopefully it is. Hopefully you're here because that resonates with you. That piece for me is kind of everything. Turning back to faith. After I've let myself process my feelings, after I've taken the lessons, and then for me, I truly do sometimes kneel down in prayer and say, Heavenly Father, what do I do next? Teach me, guide me, help me to know what to do next. That's an option. But turning back to faith, that faith piece is like, in these seasons is I think what catches a lot of women up because we lose sight of that. Cause it's like the, the numbers are not looking the way we want them to, and we can't predict the future. And so our brain instantly predicts like the worst possible case scenario in the future. Yeah. So my question for you, Callie is you and I have talked about this before. So I know what your answer is on this, but for the group, one thing that I really like to, to encourage women into is this belief that your success is inevitable. Basically, it's all going to work out. So the question that's coming to me right now for you is, is there anything that you would change or do differently if your faith that things were going to work out was a little bit stronger? Mm, No. I would just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just getting more clear on what I want and what I do and how I'm going to help people and just keep putting it out there I guess tell me more about I love what you just said I need to get more clear about what I want and how I can help people tell me more about that um well I actually just finally um posted a reel about this today about um with the the flower analogy how I don't I don't sell petunias I sell dahlias I find that's been and my thoughts for forever. And I finally put that out there and it felt kind of scary making such a, a bold statement. It's the whole kind of uh, niching down. Like, I don't want to do everything for everybody. I just want to do what I'm really good at um, because I feel like that's where I shine the most. And that's where people get the most value from me is mm-hmm. when I can do the things that I'm best at for them. So Will you tell everybody about the flower analogy? Um, yeah, so I was planting all my flowers and my flower beds and I have some planters and I was trying to pick all my flowers and I needed a filler plant and I just, in a certain color and I just kept coming back to petunias and I really don't love petunias because I think they're really boring and everybody has petunias and I like to do fun things with my flowers. So I didn't want to get them, but I ended up getting them. They all did great, but they're just kind of fillers. They're just like an everyday whatever. And when people come to my house, they pull up to my garage and the first thing they notice is my planters out front and my planters have big um, bright pink dahlias in them. And dahlias are a really pretty, like more intricate flower. And usually the first thing I say, when I open the door to somebody, they tell me how beautiful my flowers are. And they're not talking about my petunias. They're talking about the dahlias that they see out front. And so I realized that the dresses I make, they aren't for your everyday use. They're the more like, wow, more amazing, more kind of unique and special and not just petunias. Petunias have their place, um, but also sometimes you need a dahlia for that wow factor for that special event or occasion. And so that was kind of my analogy for that. 
I love that. I wanted you to share that because I think that applies to every single one of you. Like every single one of you has a product that's supposed to be a dahlia and we're, we're trying to sell it as if it's a petunia, right? Like everybody wants this, everybody loves this, but it's actually for a very spe- specific type of person for a very specific occasion or reason. So I really, really love that analogy. Okay. So I actually love what you just said. Like, even like if I could get myself back to faith, there's really not that much that I would change. Here's one question. This applies to all of you listening to this. This is a question that I really like to ask, and it's not because I'm digging for a specific answer. It's just, I think it's interesting to hear the way you respond, and I think it's good for you to, it's a good prompt. If you had a megaphone that you could hold up and shout a message to every single person in your Instagram audience, and they would hear it, and it would help them, is there a message that you would share? I would share about... space to remember those moments like Mm -hmm. make it make it a point your kids are only little once remember how they are because tomorrow they're going to be different and the next day they're going to be different and my oldest is a junior now and it goes so fast Mm -hmm. so I think that's what I would what I would share I I was (laughs) I was going to ask a follow-up question of like what's the story about why that message is important to you and I think you just shared it like my kids are growing so fast. I had my first three really fast and I don't hardly remember anything about them being babies. And then my fourth one came four years after the next one. And I knew she was my last. And with her, I made a very specific point to try and remember everything when she was a baby. And it made so much difference in how I felt as a mother. And I wasn't so worried about everything you kind of get caught up in when you're all kind of crazy. So that's part of it too. What if you, what if you told that story to your Instagram audience? I need to, it's on my website, but not, not quite in such a personal way, but yeah, I could share that too. Do you think you could do that or does that feel scary? No, it doesn't feel scary. I just have to figure out how to say it in a, in a more concise way instead of blabbering on about stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I really love about this, I'm probably going to ask a lot of you the same question about the the act the message that's hiding behind your product that you're actually trying to share, but you may not have shouted loud enough quite yet. You know, it's like you know the message and the intention behind your products, but you may not have said it, and maybe you haven't said it recently, like in the last week. Like I feel like this is something we should be talking about on a weekly, monthly basis, just reminding our audience about what's the message, what what do you actually want to say with your products? So the thing that this is making me think of is the beautiful truth of all of you in this Zoom room right now. Hold on, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 of you in this Zoom room today that I called in with messaging about how things are hard right now. They have felt hard, maybe for a season or for a little while. How would it feel to you to share a message vulnerably to your audience about how things are hard for you right now? Maybe pull, peel back a layer a little bit and show them because they're feeling the same thing. And all of you in this Zoom room right now are evidence of that. So many women are feeling hard feelings right now and always. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like this is the worst time ever because it's really not. There's beautiful things happening right now too. But what would it feel like to be able to share a message like that with your audience? I, well, I kind of did feel like I did that today and it felt, because I talked about it in my stories a little bit more in depth, um, and it felt kind of freeing, honestly, 
to not feel because I'm kind of a perfectionist and so I don't like for I don't like to be vulnerable I don't like to be seen as not having all my crap together Mm -hmm. um but it did it did feel just kind of good to not feel the pressure to be a certain way or look a certain way Mm -hmm. or come off a certain way it was good I love that that's my that's one takeaway that I have for every single one of you maybe a homework assignment Go sometime this week or today. (laughs) I like today even better. Share your actual feelings with your Instagram audience. They are craving it. I promise you. They need women like you in their feed who are real and true and have integrity. And that doesn't mean you have to share your deepest, darkest secrets. But every single one of us, you're seeking for someone to connect with. And this is the sneaky roundabout thing that I think is so cool about this type of messaging, the talking about your business and your products this way, your brain's going to try to tell you, but like, but that's not going to help sell my stuff. It actually will. It's going to increase your no like, and trust factor so much when people see that you're just here trying to be a regular old human. (laughs) You're just here trying to make some income for your family to pay for your beautiful new workshop or to pay for whatever. Your people are craving that message and it actually will help your business grow. It will help your audience grow. It will attract people like magnets. So many of us think that we need to hold up our products as like, that's what people are here for, that people are following me because they love to see my products. I promise you they don't. And I promise you, if you ask them in an Instagram poll, this is like one of my favorite homework assignments. Ask them in an Instagram poll if you don't believe me. Do you like to see my products only or do you like it when I share a little bit of the behind the scenes of my life? Every time, almost 100% of the people are going to say, I love it when you share a little bit of the behind the scenes of your life. And the reason why is because it's really hard to connect with inanimate objects. (laughs) It's a lot easier to connect with actual humans, with actual hearts, with challenges and struggles they're working through. And so that's something that I would love for each of you that would just for me, when I get in these seasons, helps breathe new life into my goals, into what I'm doing this for, you know, especially if you're feeling like you're at odds with Instagram right now a little bit. That's one of my favorite things to just breathe new life into your content. Yeah. And it it doesn't have to be like serious either. Like actually, I talked about hitting a pole at Walmart and you wouldn't believe the engagement I got when I asked for stories of people that have done stupid things. I'm still getting stories that people are sharing with me. So it doesn't have to be like, I feel awful. Like I just felt stupid because I had to pull Walmart at the pickup and everyone saw it and it was awesome. So, I love it. And all of us have been there and we get that. Yeah. We love that, Kelly. That's Those are all such good examples. I love it all. Thank you. Thanks. So good. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Yes, Ruth. Hey, girl, how are you? Hey, it took me a second to unmute there. Hi, everyone. Um, we started the call kind of like on a real note, um, and I just wanted to throw some positivity out there because I've been on that kind of downhill for a while. Um, and as we approach kind of like the fourth season and Christmas and things like that, my sales have finally picked up that, and they've been the highest that they've ever been in four years, almost four years of my business. So I want to say it does get better and like to not give up. Um, and also one idea when it comes to sharing kind of like the raw and the vulnerable part, um, 
it's harder for me. And I've talked to Kaylin about this before, how I just have like the stigma about this community that I'm in and what they think about myself. But what I started to do was make like a close friend um, story. And I know you've done that, Kaylin, before where you just have like a separate story sharing for the people that maybe you trust a bit more or know a bit more of um, to kind of get practice with sharing those real things. And I've had so much um, just like connections because I've been opening up more and sharing more about my daily day life which I haven't really done because it's a bit intimidating to have, um, I think I have around 5,000 followers anyways, and so many of them I don't personally know. So it's like scary to just put myself out there. Um, so that's just an idea I thought I'd throw out. Um, if anyone else wants to try it, it's there and Instagram has that available for us to use. <laughs> that's all I have. To uh, use. Thanks, Ruth. Who else can I help next? Yes, Natalie. Hey. How are um, you? <laughs> pretty good. Good. Um, I guess, I think what was a challenge for me from the beginning was, um, trying to find out what to do with regards to building a community and who I should build it with. Like I watch carefully, like people who do similar things and I, I've been imitating them, but they don't collaborate with other people. So I I've always, I've had a rough start growing because I'm like scared to do anything different and I'm scared to collaborate. Um, How many so, products? What do you sell? <laughs> um, I sell, uh, I made this lift the flat board book with mirror, mirrors okay. sell. Um, it's specifically for young toddlers. And I also do um, uh, learning materials, downloads. Okay. Yes. And Love that. Yeah, that's what I do. So, so I felt like I can't really collaborate with people who sell books because I feel like the LDS audience for the audience, Church of Jesus Christ, doesn't buy a ton of board books. They're going to limit. I, I don't know. That's my thought. Okay. So, so my first thought is that that belief that people don't buy a lot of board books is going to hold you back a lot. Yeah. Laura's shaking her head. <laughs> well, I mean, like, from different companies they'd probably just pick one and stick with it mm -mm. no nope. I don't I don't know no nope. I I'm just I want to like help you expand that belief a little bit because I used to have that same one like oh but people don't really need my products or you know like my products don't really help them and that is going to hold you back so much so that's the first thing that I want to say the second thing that I want to say is that I actually think it's a really good idea to collaborate with other people but I wonder about instead of collaborating with other people who are selling board books, what about collaborating with other LDS specifically influencers or people who have feeds or audiences with kids and they like to talk about, they are, you know, very faith filled and they love to show their followers ways that they have found that they're bringing their faith into their home and teaching it to their kids. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just making notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot of maybe another one of my limiting beliefs is that they're so young. A lot of people think that kids are so young that they don't need to buy something for that young of an age. When I know for a fact that God wants me, he wanted me to make this book. He inspired me and he wants me to help parents teach their toddlers at 15 months to three years about covenants, about making covenants. So it's just, I don't feel like a lot of other people necessarily believe that. So that might be another limiting belief, I guess. So here's what I would say about that. I think that is possibly could be a common limiting belief. You know, people who are like, I'll wait until they're 
you know, in school and then I'll start teaching them because I know they can remember and, you know, they're able to listen and sit for five minutes, you know, but what about using that in your messaging, in your content? Like, Hey moms, you're telling yourselves that your kids don't need gospel learning until they're some certain age, but that's actually completely not true. And let me tell you why. And let me tell you how I can help you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have been trying to do this. Um, I've gotten crickets. So trying to figure out, I guess, wording um, better. Yes. That. I have been through seasons where I got crickets too. <laughs> Just don't give up, especially if it's a message. Like I said, a message that you have that you know that God put on your heart and a product that God literally put on your heart and into your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Keep talking about it you're going to learn over time. You're going to be like, oh, I posted this kind of content and people went crazy. They loved it. And I posted this and like people, it didn't resonate for some reason. And there's nothing wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. This is just a big fat experiment. I'm just testing to see what people like, to see what resonates with them, to see how I can communicate with them, how I can help them. And you're going to, you're going to learn over time with practice. Don't give up. Thank you. Thanks, Natalie. Chime into the chat if you have more thoughts. Okay. Okay, thanks. Hey, who wants to go next? Chelsea, how are you, my friend? Hi, oh, it's been forever. and It has been. This year has been insane. Um, (laughs) I I mean, intentionally, but not really intentionally because I didn't expect it to happen at the beginning of the year. I took some time off just because um, I was having seizures and uh, they're a, a different kind of seizure. I have epileptic activity in my brain, but I'm not convulsing. So people don't know that I'm having seizures when I'm having them. And so it's, I didn't really, haven't released anything new since January. And I really didn't post anything on social media. Um, and I mean, I've had some very nice customers and followers like reach out, be like, Hey, are you okay? Like what's happening? You aren't posting anything, but I'm slowly trying to get back like into the world of content creating and marketing and doing all that stuff. But it is just very, very slow and stagnant. And I'm just kind of struggling because I I can only do so much because I mean, there are some seizures that cause me to go to the hospital and there are some that just you know knock it out of me and I cannot function and I have to just take naps the whole day because I can't stay awake. Um, and so I'm like, I'm trying to get like on a good schedule, but I'm just, I'm having struggles. Yeah. Okay, so first, so much love and grace to you in that unique struggle. That is very challenging. So tell me, when you when you think about coming back to your business, does it fill you with joy or does it fill you with dread in general? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> Just because I'm stressed, but like I'm excited because I, even though I haven't been able to do a lot of things like in front of the camera and doing like things like that. I've been working behind the scenes um, on not getting like fully off of Etsy, but weaning a good chunk of stuff off of Etsy and building my own website um, and doing some um, like freelance projects on the side that I don't have to do my own like social media content for. So I'm doing like things for other businesses, like making their shirts and designing graphics for them, which has been really fun. But um, it just... I'm excited. I'm still just nervous because I want to do all these things. It's just building up to it. I don't know how it's going to work. I think it can take time and leaning into that expectation of it taking time for me helps a lot. Like when I think maybe this will resonate with you, maybe it doesn't, but sometimes my brain gets into like, I, I'm in a hurry here. I got to hurry and get this done, but it's like, where are we going? <laughs> What's the rush? You know? So one question that I have for you is, 
it sounds like your point of friction right now is just putting content out there. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, I, cause when people find my product, they're like, Hey, I really like this. Like, why didn't I know about this before? But I, I'm just struggling with, with doing like the whole, I know like social media is important. I know like getting like email marketing out there, like I'm working on that, but mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know like the best programs, the best schedules, the best, like what hashtags do I need to use to reach the best audience? Like mm-hmm. the algorithm is stupid and I hate it. Do you feel like you're bumping up more against ideas of what to talk about or the frequency of how often to show up on Instagram? Um, a little bit of both, but I mean, I guess mostly like schedule of when to show up, like when's going to be the best time for like my audience to see me and like time of day, I guess like not necessarily time of day, but I mean, maybe that too, but like, cause there are like people like I, I know who want to be supportive and they're like, I don't see your stuff like at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Cause like I follow different tutorials. I've tried different things. It's kind of been like a hit or miss, like just to figure out what works and it's rare okay. if something works. Okay. I hear you. So here's something that I've been practicing <laughs> that helps me out so much. So one thing that I've learned from the courses that I've taken is like, you have to post early in the morning. And then the moms that are on Instagram early in the morning for their kids wake up or are on and they watch and they see. Right. And so I had all this pressure on myself. Like I can only post my stories early in the morning or else then people aren't going to see it. And all these different things, right? Everyone's going to say something different. You should do early in the morning. You should do late at night, blah, 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 blah. And eventually I just decided, you know what? I don't care anymore about the rules and the tactics and the sneaky things that you're supposed to do. Instead, my goal is to show up here and to serve someone and to help them have a better day today. And if I can do that, first of all, that makes Instagram way more fun for me instead of feeling like I am like a slave to this algorithm. And like I said before, I do think it is a way to serve your, to sell your products because people are going to love that. So one question I have for you is would it relieve your stress to not worry about the algorithm at all? Or would that make you more stressed? didn't have to worry about the algorithm that's fine but it's always just like a like a pain in my side when I see something I'm like okay I spent more time like editing this video and three people have seen it and Mm. it's just it's frustrating because I'm like I felt like this was going to be really good and then it's not tell me about an experience that you've had recently where you shared something and you felt good about it without caring about how many people it reached so I actually did that yesterday. I did almost like a vlog um, just to kind of give people like an update on what's going on. Cause I I've had like people be like, you know, like you wanted to get back. It's been a while. Like, are you, what even texted him was like, okay? um, are you alive? <laughs> um, and so I'm like, I'm alive. Don't worry. And a lot of even my friends were like, okay, I didn't know this was happening to you. So, I mean, it was good. I don't care like really how many people see it. It's just so that if people have a question, I can be like, go watch this video and you'll be up to date of what's happening. Um, So I'm happy I was able to do that. If I were to ask you, how would it feel to you to lean into telling your story in your content? How do you react to that? I'm, I'm very open to, you know, telling people on a, not like the fully open basis, but like, you know, letting people know what's going on. You know, it could be what I'm wearing today or what my cat's doing. Um, One thing I've tried to do, I haven't been good at it. I'm wanting to get like more into stories just to let people like know what's going on whether it's a poll whether it's just like this is what I'm like this is the design of shirt I'm wearing today you can go get it here um but I'm not very good at that yet I think you should lean into that I think stories are so powerful they already already your your favorite people are hanging out there your customers who are buying from you and loving you are hanging out there 
And it's so easy, right? I personally, I'll, t- I'll say this for myself, get so wrapped up in like this post that's going on my feed has to be perfect, has to look amazing and no typos and the caption has to be glorious and brilliant. But in my stories, it's like snap a picture, post a caption, get on with my day and put my phone away, you know? And that's so- what I think I have to like get my mind wrapped around. I, I have that same like manifest of like, you know, things have to be perfect. They have to be a certain way. And I think that overflows into stories where I'm like, okay, I'm overthinking this and I just, I need to get better of just posting something, being done and walking away. Okay. Here's one of my favorite challenges that I love for this. Truly. I think a lot of product business owners, especially are underutilizing the power of stories and especially the power of the polls and quizzes and question boxes to like get people engaged, like so that they are responding and like tapping buttons basically on their screen to show the algorithm they're here and they're watching and they're interested. Like I just said, ignore the algorithm. So that sort of counteracts what I just said, but here's a little exercise. Maybe this is homework for you for the next week or two weeks, however long you want it to be. Your only job is to post three story slides per day. You can post them all three, boom, boom, boom. At the same time, three throughout the day. They cannot take you more than 15 seconds. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will say I did post like a random poll the other day. Um, well, at this point, it's probably been a week, but um, and just asking if anybody else has heard of the new social platform Lemonade, and like, mm. like only like one percent of people knew what it was. Really? So I'm also trying to like get into like I love Instagram. That's probably my favorite, but I want to branch out and do other socials too, just to get you know my information out there on mm-hmm. other channels, other places. Okay, that's your job. Your Instagram stories, as a rule, can no longer take you more than 15 seconds. Your reels can no longer take you more than 10 minutes. If it takes you longer than that, it needs to be simplified. Or, yeah, it needs to be simplified. (laughs) Yeah? How does that feel? This is a a little bit of a mindset shift, right? Because a lot of us are like, Instagram takes so much time. But if, if it's taking you a lot of time, it's probably because it's activating your perfectionism. And you're spending all this time researching the perfect trending sound and the perfect text and how can I word it this way and have the perfect hook and you know all those things and it's like if you are if 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 it is feeling like it's taking a little bit of time for you we need to just teach your brain a new way to to look at it and think about it and practice just putting it out there with no attachment to the results and I would bet again this is the sneaky backwards way that it actually works is that people love that kind of stuff so much more than the picture perfect everything is beautiful content yeah. Cause I, and I, like I said, I've tried to like, even though it bothers me, I'm like, okay, no one's really going to care if this doesn't match this or like perfectly. So yes. I'm trying to get better about thinking, trying to get away from that. One of my favorite things is like, I just pick one specific style of text and I use that every time. And even the girl who redesigned my brand a few months ago was like, can you please change the color of the text at least? And I'm like, no, I cannot. It takes too much time. It's probably going to be black and white 99.9% of the time, <laughs> just because I'm not interested in making it look beautifully flawless if it's going to expire in 24 hours, you know, and it's just as effective with black and white text. So that's a little hack that I learned that's helped me too. Thanks for sharing this, Chelsea. I'm excited for you. Who wants to go next? Hello? Hi, Sabrina. Hi, sorry, I got in late. Um, You're fine. What was the question? I'm sorry. The question is, how can I help you today? What's bothering you? What's bogging you down? What can we help you with? Well, um, what's going on, two weeks ago, I did a pre-order on Beanies. um, 
and I only sold like 20 something like 22 or 23 and I'm like okay and then I thought was it the price I was I was like I don't know what happened there um and last Friday I did a pre-order on matching mommy and me sweaters and I only sold like 20 and I'm like what in the world is going on so um I'm there right now <laughs> and I'm like it was it the price is it the economy what am I doing wrong it's been slow what you're experiencing is not unique a lot of us are experiencing this I'm guessing since you're saying that you sold 20 beanies that you usually sell a lot more than that because that was super discouraging for you yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm like 20 beanies thank god it was awesome. a pre-order thank god it was a pre-order <laughs> totally. yeah I'm like that sounds awesome <laughs> I'm doing something wrong here is one of the most unhelpful thoughts you can have. It's going to cut off all of your creativity. It's going to cut off all of your problem solving skills. And so that's, that's the root thought for you that I, I would, I want to play with and just see if we can flip it a little bit to like, I didn't do anything wrong. This is interesting. I didn't know what to expect. And now I have the results. So I, I know how that experiment went. You know, I see all of my, all my content is an experiment. I've, I've done this long enough. I can usually predict the results, but when I can't, that's when my brain starts to go to what did I do wrong, right? It's like, I've done the same thing before and this time it didn't work for some reason. But if we can just play around with, you didn't do anything wrong. So what do you want to do next? What would be fun? What sounds fun? What sounds exciting? I'm launching the first uh, the first part of my Christmas collection, uh, like for the headbands, um, is launching next Friday. So I'm just, you know... I like I pretty much forgot about the beanies and the sweaters because like well there's nothing for me to do right now it already oh. came out people bought it. yeah and I'll just make you know like a little bit more and I'll have like a month and a half to sell those so I, I mean there's that. really nothing I can do at this point right. so yeah. I can't really focus on that <laughs> yes don't go down the road of beating yourself up trying to tell yourself you did this wrong because that just makes you think you're gonna do it wrong again you know it's it's one of those thoughts that causes those emotions that are not actually productive or helpful. So the thing that I would say, I like that you are already thinking about your next launch. I would start talking about it right now. That's the one, probably the single biggest mistake I see a lot of product business owners and all business owners actually make is that they launch something and they post it in their stories and expect sales to just like rain down that day. But we need more time. We need to see it more often. We need to be reminded. We need to know what's How coming when it's coming. I like to give myself at least two weeks, but I think one is good. One is better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, I like to, this is my secret launching system that you will all know. Now, every single time you see me post in my stories, you'll be like, oh, I see what Kaylin's doing here. She's in the middle of a lunch. And you're exactly right. I always say. I like to give myself at least two weeks to build up hype about something and tell people the day that it's coming so they know what to expect. And I think we just need more time to make that decision, especially where we're flipping through your stories in like two seconds. And it we in order to really have people's attention that way, we just need to see it more often. Because I read somewhere that as a business owner can be like, oh my God, I've talked so much about this. And in reality, people, a lot of people don't just pay attention. They forget they have other things to do. <laughs> they, like, you know about it and you think you've talked about it because yep. you're like, you're the business owner. <laughs> it's like, you remember they're busy. They're, they're in the middle of their day. They have their stuff going on that they're thinking about just a couple months ago. I did a launch and I felt like 
it was like a two week long launch. I felt like I was talking about it every day incessantly. And one of my close business friends who like, I know she watches all my stuff. She knows what I'm launching all the time. And we were like voxering back and forth. And she was like, wait, you're launching something this week. She's like, I haven't seen anything about it. And I was like, Mm. really? And again, not like I must be doing something wrong, which is like, that's super interesting. What do I want to try next? Can I chime in on here really quick? Another strategy on this. If you're not launching something super regularly, I totally agree with Kaylin's tip on give yourself a big length of time that you're hyping and you can't talk about something too much. Um, People are missing things. One strategy that I've utilized in my business is that I knew I wanted to have regular launches. So I have a day of the week, every Wednesday, new products come. And it says that Uh in my bio and texts go out, emails go out. I'm on stories. Even though I have new products coming every Wednesday, that means I'm previewing it on Monday. I'm talking about it again on Tuesday. I'm launching it on Wednesday. I'm recapping launch on Friday. And then I recap one more time on Monday before moving on to my next launch. So I'm talking about the new product that many times in one week before I'm moving on to the next launch. But I knew for my jewelry shop that I wanted to be coming out with designs pretty frequently. That's fun for me to keep the creative wheels moving um, and to be able to release colors that are seasonal and designs that are seasonal. So if you know that you've got enough products, Sabrina, like you're doing baby accessories. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the sky's the limit with that. I feel like where it's not necessarily like a book that you have to put in years and years worth of work into um, that Mm -hmm. Natalie was talking about. You could come up with like a weekly launch strategy if you wanted to, or a monthly launch strategy or something um, where Mm -hmm. you kind of train your audience to know that new products are coming on a specific day of the week like what to expect like how them what to expect yeah totally and train them to be like shopping day at sabrina's business is every friday or shopping day yeah this day or whatever (laughs) and so that's that's just something that has worked for me and i've utilized that um strategy for like the last two or three years and really liked it so that's just thought that would be helpful for anybody, honestly, but especially for somebody that has a smaller, easier to buy item um, mm-hmm. that you can be relaunching colors and, and styles that are really seasonal and stuff. What can you recommend for like someone who has like a bigger product line? Like right now I sell mostly shirts, but like I'm expanding into cups and keychains and stickers. And Sabrina, I don't know like if you're the same, if you do like beanies as well as like other product things like I just don't want to ever put things out there that gets people annoyed like okay like she keeps talking about this and that's something that I've struggled with am I being so annoying talking about my product but I've learned that like most people don't even pay attention instead of keep talking so that you can get people to listen (laughs) I would also say if people are getting annoyed by your content they're probably not your ideal customer so let them go Uh let them unfollow you know, if they are truly like, oh my gosh, Chelsea, for real, another product, let them unfollow you because they're probably not going to buy from you. This is so good, you guys. I echo Lara. I freaking love the launch model. It's so powerful. And also just for me, I really like to have a game plan and know like, okay, in a few weeks, I'm going to be launching this. So that means this week I need to be talking about this. And next week, you know, having a little bit of a game plan instead of like, what do I want to sell today? You know, opening up my stories helps remove a lot of the overwhelm for me. Love it. So good, you guys. Okay, Carla, you got your hand up. We have two minutes. 
What do you got for me? <laughs> okay, sorry, we're doing lunch. So my biggest struggle is that I feel like I don't know how to communicate what I can do for people. Like people are like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh yeah, I am a dietitian and I'm going to help you like to, to communicate it in a way that they want to hear it. Right. Because I help people achieve true health. That's something that they will understand after they're in my program. Like people aren't, moms aren't searching for true health. They, I think the biggest thing that people have told me, they're like, I want to feel confident when I stand naked in front of my husband. Okay. Like that's, that's what they want. Okay. I think that's one thing they want. Yeah. Tell me some more. What do moms want? Uh, they don't want to have to think about what to eat anymore. Okay. They are so over it. They want to have more energy. Energy. Huge. That's mine. Um, yeah. They, I'm blinking. Hey, that's good. Keep practicing. Yeah. This is your home. Yeah, like they want to fit into a certain pair of jeans. They and... want to feel good in their clothes. They want to feel comfortable in their clothes. They want to size down in their clothes. Yep. Those are just a few. Mm-hmm. Good. And I think the hard thing for me, though, is that I am a non-weight-based program. Okay. So to me, when I say those things, it kind of feels like I'm undercutting my values. Okay. So here's my next question for you is, is your ideal client... Someone who has been around the block with weight loss programs and you want to teach them a new way? Or is it someone who's like, I've never participated in a weight in a health program? So it's people who have tried it all. And that's okay. the the common phrase that people tell me when they join. They're like, I have tried it all. I've done Noom, I've done Weight Watchers, I've done keto and no, vegan macros. macros, and they're over it. That I think is the most important part of your messaging. Okay. Because you will, you'll have people, right. Who are like, I am embarking on my health journey for the first time ever. And you can mm. help them too. But your ideal client is someone who is exhausted from the constant overwhelm of information that conflicts. Mm-hmm. They're burnt out from trying so hard and not getting the results they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well then. I will focus more on that portion. I think so. Yeah. You can get even more specific than that too. Like, do you want to serve young moms? Do you want to serve women who are done having kids? Do you want to serve people who are in their older ages? Yeah. And ideally, like the people who have been really coming to me are women in their forties or women who are about to, it's like the decade change. And they're like, Mm -hmm. I am determined to make my forties better than my thirties ever were. I'm done having kids. I want my body back. (laughs) Yeah. I want to look good. I want to feel amazing. I'm headed into perimenopause phase and that's its own thing, right? Yeah. All of that is super good messaging. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks you guys. Thank you so much. I absolutely love this. Okay. If you're still on here and you have more questions, you want to talk more, come chat with me in my Instagram DMs. I don't have one-on-one coaching spots available right now, but I have a wait list that I'm starting. So if you want to get on the wait list, send me a DM and let's talk about that. I'll be opening spots probably early to mid-December. Hit the ground running early January and like really make the last half of the year and 2024 awesome. So come back if you have questions or if I can help you, but otherwise have an amazing day. Okay. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye-bye. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening in today. Are we already friends on Instagram? If not, come over and follow me at kaylin.priest. It's the best way to get tons of free value that I put out into the world through my content and also to stay up to date on my current offers and ways that you can get more support and coaching from me. So come over, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to say hi and let's be friends.